You are listening to the Aaron Evans Podcast. This show is devoted to inspiration, mindset, self-development. This is designed for the rebels, for the outcasts, for people that want to jump into life with both feet. If you like what you hear, be sure to rate and subscribe to this podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Aaron underscore Evans. Thanks for tuning in. Hello and welcome back. I've been pondering the great balance of productivity and purpose. We live in a society that reveres accomplishment and accumulation. I myself am a productivity junkie. Checking things off my list turns me on. And there is something vastly different about creating because moved to do so and creating out of a necessity to produce. So society places some expectations on us. If we are to live in the world, we need a job, we need to pay our bills, we need food on the table. And with that comes a social obligation to participating in the world. Now, the great question is not what is holding us back from being more accomplished or productive. The question is what's holding us back from being more loving, whole, integrated people. Great bumper sticker, but what does whole, integrated, and loving even mean? This requires one to truly understand what they value prioritize those things, and then integrate their life to be a reflection of what they hold as the high pinnacle of importance. Imagine a pie diagram, and your pie is cut into eight pieces. Friends and family, significant other, personal growth, fun, home environment, career, money, and health. These eight categories become our investigation to see where productivity is starting to reign over purpose and passion. There's things we have to do in this life that aren't tremendously fulfilling, but we know they play a part in the grander scheme of things. So we must consider those places in our lives that feel unfulfilled and how we might overcompensate in other areas to try to nourish something that's not being met, whether that's in relationship or spontaneity and fun. So there's a cost that comes with productivity and accomplishment. It's coffee-fueled, sugar-driven, Enough is never enough. It leads to apathy and fatigue, burnout and loose boundaries. Apathy is a pointer sister to figure out where we might be running on a low battery. So apathy is a disengagement with what we're up to a feeling of helplessness or insecurity about next steps. Apathy is an indicator that we are on our way to burnout. So burnout is different than stress. Stress 
is we put in too much effort and we feel strong emotions. It's hyperactive and anxious and it leads to a physical toll of less energy. Burnout is that it's hard to put in any effort. Emotions feel blunted or numb. There's a feeling of helplessness and low motivation. And emotionally, we're feeling the toll. It's interesting to acknowledge the two and figure out where we sit on whether or not we're headed down a road of burnout or whether we need to decrease our stress load. Burnout can happen in any of those eight categories of our lives. We can feel burnt out at home with our partner. We can feel burnt out with our growth and development, burnt out to pursue fun, burnt in our career, financially, even in our health. So to identify where we feel apathetic, no motivation, will guide us to where we need to put some more effort and some more boundaries. Whether the depletion is happening at home, at work, physically, the three elements to catch it in its tracks are to recognize, reverse, and build resilience. To recognize that there is burnout in progress we watch for signs of it. Can't get out of bed, no motivation to act, feeling underappreciated and unseen. To seek help, so to reverse the effects of burnout is to lean into people that you can trust, be they professionals or someone within your community. And in order to build resilience against this is to develop a physical and emotional strategy so that you feel safe and capable. As Einstein said, we can't solve problems by using the same kind of thinking we used when we created them. This means the system is up for renewal and it's all related to boundaries. Now, why wouldn't we set a rules of engagement with the world? Because we're afraid people will get upset, that people might not like us, that we will appear selfish and difficult. We don't want to appear mean or we fear that we might ruin our relationship. But a boundary indicates a, a line or a limit. And when we start to set boundaries in all areas of our lives, energy can flow more efficiently. Now, there are seven types of boundaries. A physical boundary around how close you want someone to talk to you, whether or not you want to be hugged. It could be around your physical space and your home. I don't allow alcohol in my home, perhaps. I definitely do. There are sexual boundaries, a conversation with your partner around what you like, what you don't like, and what you want. Next, we have emotional or mental boundaries, a little more complicated as this requires us to figure out what the hell we even want or don't want within our brain and our emotional state. 
So this is about your feelings and knowing that you legitimately have the right to feel what you feel. And that might be, I don't feel comfortable talking about this. It makes me feel embarrassed when you bring this up. We also have spiritual or religious boundaries around conversations about God or no conversations about God, our ritual, be it prayer or practice. And these are the the non-negotiables around how we know that our cup stays full so that we can show up as a lover, a friend, a colleague. We have financial and material boundaries. So if we were to save money to buy a home, go on a trip, change professions, we may not be able to go out for dinner with our friends. That would require us to say, I'm saving money right now. I appreciate the invite. Financial boundaries may require you to ask for a raise, to no longer take roles, jobs that don't pay enough, knowing your worth, knowing what you're willing to offer your services to at what rate. Time boundaries are probably the most fascinating because this has to do with the different playing fields one enters, taking your work home with you, checking emails after 5 p.m. This might be a decision that I reserve my evenings for my family or my self-care. The next is our non-negotiables, the deal breakers, infidelity, physical violence, racism, emotional abuse, drug use, anything that feels risky or life-threatening. So the interesting thing about our boundaries is we want to learn to set them in a kind way. How does one start to create boundaries when they've been so lax with them? The first is that we need to know that in order for us to function at an optimal level, we have to start to differentiate between our stuff and someone else's. They're good for everyone. As Brene Brown says, daring to set boundaries is about having the courage to love ourselves even when we risk disappointing another. So the first thing we have to do is focus on our own feelings and needs. This is communicating our expectations and gently calling out any hurtful behavior. We must be direct. In an effort to be kind, we can often become wishy-washy, and that's confusing. We need to be specific, ask for exactly what it is we need so the person can understand where we're coming from. And lastly, when we're setting boundaries with people that we love, we must consider that sometimes a compromise is necessary. When we care deeply about another person and our lives are merging, it needs to be a symbiotic relationship. So ordinary people think about how they'll spend their time, but great people think of how they'll use it. 
Efficiency is doing things right, but effectiveness is doing the right things. So in order for us to stay true to this idea of being more whole, integrated people, it's to consider all facets of our lives. How are we showing up and where are we losing our power because we haven't got clear on what is okay and what is not okay? Everything is everything. And I know I sound like a stoner, but all areas and facets of our lives affect the other ones. So take charge of your life. It's really important. And sometimes less is more. So no matter how great your talent and effort, you can't produce a baby by getting nine people pregnant. So get clear about what you're planning to create and then set boundaries around time and finances so that you have non-negotiables and you are so clear-headed about the energy required of you to get what you want to get done. I love you dearly and that was a lot of words. Pay attention to your energy level. Your body doesn't lie. I love you dearly, and if you liked what you heard, be sure to rate and subscribe to this podcast. As always, I love ideas from the audience, so send them my way. <laughs>